0: Well, hello and welcome to Automators Live at Pocon. I am here. Whoa. I'm here with a very enthusiastic audience. It's
1: crazy. There's like 10,000 people here to watch us talk about automation. I had no idea that we would draw a crowd like this.
0: Yeah, it's kind of scary, right? Yeah.
1: This wow. is awesome. Thank you, you all. Thank you. <laughs> sir, sir in the front, sit down, please.
0: <laughs> yes, so, uh, yeah, we thought that a good topic for this mini show, which is going to be wrapped into a longer show released in a couple of weeks, would be to talk about how we got here with automation, right?
1: Yeah. yeah so Rose and I are at the PodCon convention, uh, conference in Seattle, having a great time. There's a lot of people here with horns and, um, uh, elf ears, elf ears. It's, it's kind of cool. It's our usual crowd. That's good. And, uh, we're going to talk about automation. So, uh, just to make it super nerdy, like Rose said, we uh, we both had put together some simple automations we used to get here, and we thought we'd do kind of a speed round of talking through how we did that stuff. Yeah. You want to go first?
0: All right. I'm going to go first with the one that I preach about everywhere, which is I use TripIt to automate my travel itineraries. So TripIt is this really cool service. It's free. You can pay for it as well. I am a TripIt Pro user, but the stuff that I'm talking about right now can be done for free. And uh, essentially what you do, you book something like a hotel or a flight or a train, and then you send the email that you get. You just forward it to trip it. And then they just magically read everything. They parse everything out and they stick it all together. And then they create this trip plan for you so that you can see like, hey, okay, so first I'm flying from Vienna to Newark airport and then from Newark to Seattle. And then I'm staying in this hotel in Seattle for one night. And then I'm staying in this hotel for the other nights. Then I'm flying back to Washington, D.C. And then from there, I'm flying home to Vienna. And it just has all of that. And then you can just pray, make one PDF. And it's like, I know what I'm doing now. Yay! That's always good.
1: Yeah, you know, I have the homegrown Tripit thing. What I do, recently I've been trying to use Bear, which is another note-taking app. I know, I like <laughs> note-taking apps. Yeah, but this one is very automation-friendly, And it allows you to append information and files to a note. So whenever I take a trip, I create in Bear a new note, like I have one called 2019 PodCon. Um, So when I first do it, I'll I'll write down the details. Maybe I'll write down the names of the people I'm going to be with or just whatever details I know about the conference. But then the emails start coming in. And we all get a bunch of email, whether it's from the airline or the hotel or whatever. And I've got a simple uh, thing what I do. It's a, it's a um, Siri shortcut extension. So the way it works is in Airmail, which is the, the mail application I've been using, but you could do this in Apple Mail too. You can render an email as a PDF, and then you press the extension button, and it's just one action. In fact, let me just check here to make sure I got this right. The, um, and what it does is it just it saves the file, to Bear, but it allows you to specify when you create the Siri shortcut which, file, which Bear file does it go to and so I, I have it save it directly to the Bear file that's related to the trip so you could do this for any trip you take or any kind of event so as emails start coming in you just press one button, it saves that email to it now this also works with a PDF. So because it's an extension, it can attach itself to a PDF. So it doesn't have to just be the text of an email, it could also be the attached PDFs. And by just hitting that one button as these things come in, then I've got one note that has all that stuff accumulated. It doesn't do like Tripit does a better job of making it pretty because Tripit really combines it nicely, but this is just a really simple way to put it all in one place. And then you've got it all in that bare note. So the day you you go to leave, you've got your airline, your hotel, all that stuff in one place.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that I do, so I take that TripIt. So TripIt has a calendar that you can subscribe to. And I don't usually use Google Calendar, but for this, I use Google Calendar. And so I've subscribed to my TripIt calendar in Google Calendar, and then I have Zapier watch it. And whenever Zapier sees a new all-day event added to the TripIt calendar, it then takes that, and it creates one task in my OmniFocus inbox. But this task is kind of special because it's actually got uh, an OmniFocus URL in the notes field, which when I tap on it, creates an entire trip project for me based on the information from the TripIt uh, trip, so that I know I have the name of the event, and then they match up in OmniFocus and in TripIt, so it's all the same. So I can just look at it and be like, okay, right. So it's 2019 slash 01 dash Seattle. That's the name of this trip, and it's the same everywhere.
1: nice. Nice. Um, let's talk about getting packed up uh, and automation stuff we did. Uh, you've got a very cool automation. I want to give you the most time on this, but just real quick, the way I've done packing lists, I don't even think it qualifies as automation, but Rose says I have to tell you about it. Um, it's a, If you go on Reminders, I just have a list called Packing List, and I've added to it over the years I've got so much stuff in there I, I was just looking I've got an entry called fancy socks you know because sometimes I go to a wedding or something if I don't wear my fancy socks I'm going to look like an idiot um, so I, what I do is I have all these items in here and for every trip, I'll add new things like in this trip, uh, I brought some really nice stickers for Rose. Uh, and, uh, if you were here with the 10,000 people, you'd be able to get one of her stickers. But, uh, so I just added Rose stickers. So I've got this list and they're all checked off all the time, except when I prepare for a trip. And then in reminders, you can say, show me the completed items and I'll just scroll through that list and click on the ones that I want to add to the packing list for this trip. And because I've got such a kind of encompassing list, it's very easy to, to populate that. The other advantage of Reminders is you can share that with someone. So I share it with my spouse when we're doing like a family trip, and she can be checking items off as well. And Reminders is the right speed for her. I know there's some really cool packing apps, but um, and I have some good ideas of Reminders, but forget everything, because Rose has turned this into a serious shortcut.
0: <laughs> well, I did used to use an app called TripList, which syncs with trip it, but... It hasn't updated for the iPhone 10, and now I have an iPhone XS Max, so it just looks horrific. So I gave up on that and said, okay, I'm doing this in shortcuts. And essentially what I do is I build a dictionary in shortcuts. And so I have clothing and then a list of different clothing that I might take. So like t-shirts, jumpers, socks, etc.
1: you have fancy socks in your I list? I do not
0: have fancy socks, but I'm sure everybody's dying to know what are non-fancy socks like. Do they have BB-8 on them? Usually, okay. okay. Usually, I mean that's acceptable.
1: Yeah. BBA socks are good. The stance Star Wars. I won't lie when I say the stance Star Wars socks have a a lot of real estate in my sock drawer.
0: That's okay. Well, I I may need to add fancy socks to my my packing list. But essentially, what I do is I build this dictionary. So the keys are the different kinds of things that I would pack, like clothing, technology random stuff that apparently I need on the plane, like a Nintendo Switch, because why not? Um, and things like that. And then I go through and I uh, I have it to give me the list of the keys. So it's like, okay, do you need to pack clothing? You would think that's obvious, but for some trips you don't need clothing because you're just going for like one night and it's just like, okay, I just need some clean underwear and we're good. Um, and then, uh, so I select the different things and it goes through and it builds uh, a nicely layered... Uh, series of action groups, which are task paper, which I then add to OmniFocus because I do everything in OmniFocus, including my packing lists. And what I do is I add a specific uh, tag to everything. And this tag is called the packing tag. And most of the time this tag is on hold because, for example, the trip to WWDC that's going to happen in June this year, I do not need to see the fact that I need to pack five pairs of socks. Like, right now, that is not important in my day-to-day life. So that tag is always on hold. And then, like, a couple of days before the, the trip, then I'll just take that tag off hold and I'll see all of my packing items for everything. And what I like about this is it means that I can have, like, a section called podcasting gear. And if I'm going to visit my boyfriend's sisters, I do not need to pack podcasting gear. I mean, I could, but they're probably going to look at me like I've grown foreheads instead of the these or two. So I'm sticking with no podcasting gear for that trip. And that's what I do with that. And uh, I will share a link to this one in the show notes and uh, probably do a little video on it as well because it looks kind of crazy when you look at it, but it's actually nice and easy to edit and to make more se- more sections of it.
1: Yeah, I was looking at this and what, what I really like the way Rose did it, she made it modular, uses a dictionary entry. So uh, if you've got not podcasting equipment, but maybe, you know, you like to go fly your drone or do something else, you could make a, a segment for that as well. Um, we've got some other topics, though, we wanted to talk about. One of them that I think of whenever I go to, like, a conference, uh, you know, is you get a lot of paper. People throw paper at you everywhere you go. We are walking around the show floor here. Everybody has their paper they want to give us. And then Rose got the cool swag bag. You know, yes. It's full of stuff. The, um, I, um, I don't like any of that stuff. You know, I don't want that paper. So, so I uh, made a uh, Scanner Pro automation for this. Uh, Scanner Pro is a great app. We haven't talked about it on the show yet, but it's a, um, an app that allows you to take a picture of anything turn it into a PDF. But they're very automation friendly. This one doesn't require a Siri shortcut. You can do it right in the application. And they have automations in the app. Uh, they are called. I should have I it over. I
0: think they're called workflows.
1: Yeah, workflows, yeah. of course. And, Audience,
0: um, not yes, workflows. Uh,
1: so I, I've made a simple workflow that allows me to take a document that it has image. So it's always Scanner Pro. So you just point at a piece of paper and it turns it into a PDF. It does a really good job. It gets the contrast right. It finds the edges, um, uh, and then you run a workflow. And the workflow I do renames the file. Um, that's, the, that's the sexy part, Rose, the rename. So, okay,
0: what's, what's the, f- the formatting on the naming? So I just,
1: I just put podcon and then a hyphen and then the date and then the hyphen and then the time. And the reason I do that is um, I just want to get enough distinction that as I take pictures of different things walking around here, um, they'll, be in dis- they'll be distinct files. And then I save it to a, a folder that I created on Dropbox. So as I walk through the conference or, you know, like if you do speaking, they give you these bags full of stuff. You can just take pictures of things. Like if you see somebody at a conference, you take a picture of their business card. If you see a vendor you want, you take a picture of their poster. And at the end of the day, you've got this collection of PDFs that have saved to your Dropbox and you don't have to take any paper home. And then i guess if you what i should do is i should add a final ta- a create task in omnifocus or whatever your task manager of choice is to review that stuff in a week when you get home
0: yeah cuz i mean in the moment of travel everything's like oh my gosh it's so pretty i need this map i need this other map i've got 5000 maps of disneyland paris now i'm not even kidding and it's like what am i going to do with all of this so yes that's a very good point you want to have a point to review that. And that's one of the reasons why I like creating uh, templates, which was our, one of our early episodes we created. We talked about creating project templates, and that's something I do for all of my trips. Every trip has a project template. Yeah. Uh, another automation I have is uh, I use AirMail. We're both using AirMail right now as my uh, mail app of choice. And it has these things in it called custom actions. And I have a, a trip action in there. Which is just for travel, and uh, so what what it does is it marks the emails red. So if, for example, I've got five or six emails related to the trip that are all coming together, I can just handle them all together. It tags it with my travel tag, archives it, and forwards it to TripIt. So then TripIt will then go. Uh, suck it all in and parse it and turn it into something pretty and of course there is a filter in the back end to get rid of all the trippid emails going yes thank you very much we've re- received this email from you like as long as it worked I don't care so I just have that automatically filtered away
1: how do you deal with email uh, when you're on a trip do you have any automation to help avoid the, I- uh, the flood
0: It's not precisely an automation. In settings, you can turn off notifications. (laughs) So I just do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it depends for me. If it's a long trip, I will uh, make an autoresponder. Yeah. Um, Also, if you use something like uh, SaneBox, the occasional sponsor over in Mac Power Users, they have a vacation mode where it'll save emails just into a vacation folder, and you can deal with it and you get back.
0: Yeah, that's great for something like a work email address. For work, of course, I I have an autoresponder enabled. My phone is... um, is, uh, Forwarded, that's the word. I was thinking of the German word for a moment because that's what my task manager tells me. Um, And uh, yeah, I actually have two uh, projects for every trip. I have a work one which goes into the work section and then my my regular one. So I know, like for example, coming here, uh, there were approximately six travel disasters on the way and I ended up arriving a day early. Uh, after all of that which is impressive but it was good because I looked at it and it's like okay I am on my way to the airport much earlier than anticipated what stuff did I not do before I left work on Friday that has to be done and got it all done Is in that the like a done.
1: British thing like Doctor Who you have a problem you get there a day early
0: uh, In my case it was just a case of I turned up at the airline desk and said help me please and they said okay uh, so yeah I got put on an early flight
1: <laughs> yeah so um yeah I think I do think that uh, finding a way to deal with email and your time when you're traveling is important we've talked about uh, time blocking and, and automation for time stuff I find that um, one of my little series short shortcuts is what I, I call travel work and it's just a simple series shortcut that creates a series of events and um, unfortunately I just don't have the kind of life where I can just like completely unplug for a week at a time yeah. So before I leave on a trip, I just run the shortcut and it creates some events for me in my calendar to deal with email and some of the day-to-day business of my various enterprises. And usually they're early morning events that get created automatically. And it kind of makes me hold myself honest. So like when I'm on a trip and I'm drinking and it's getting late, I have something to remind me that, okay, don't go too crazy here, man. you got to get up and work tomorrow morning. Uh, so that's a very simple automation. You just uh, create an event, yep. and then I run that, usually on the plane, on the way to a trip.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I do something kind of similar. I have uh, I usually create a task a tag, sorry, in OmniFocus. Um, and this is especially useful for work things. And I create a tag that's called after XYZ trip. So in the run-up to the trip, I'm looking at everything, and people are going, Rose, can you do this? Rose, I need you to do this for me. And I'm like, okay after the trip, and then this tag is on hold, and then when I come back from the trip, I just delete that tag. What I used to do is defer everything until after the trip. There is nothing worse than coming back to work after a trip and looking at your task manager and going, oh, that's a lot of stuff. Like, you know, you want to ease yourself back into it. So all I do is I have to just delete the tag, and then stuff reappears uh, where it's supposed to be.
1: You know, Rose, it's really fun podcasting with you sitting next to you.
0: It's it's slightly weird, but I like it.
1: I guess we can tell we don't talk over each other as much, and we're in front of this great live audience. There's a bunch of great nerds out there. Yes. Say hi, everybody. <laughs> yeah, see, that's that's that sounds like ten thousand to me. I think definitely, yeah. definitely. Occasionally, somebody walks by in full costume, and they look at us and they listen to like five seconds of what we say, and they're like, "What wasn't this supposed to be like funny shows? Yeah. What's going on here?"
0: Well, I mean, somebody just laughed, so there we go. We're good.
1: It was an uncomfortable laugh, so (laughs) I'll take it, though. (laughs) What are some of your other favorite travel automations?
0: Oh, um, yes. We don't have time for a lot of them. (laughs) Let me see. I'm just going to have a quick look in shortcuts and see which ones I could go through super quickly.
1: Uh, Let me see.
0: I'll tell you, one
1: of my favorite automations is making sure that my noise-canceling headphones are on my packing list.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: you got to have them. Yes, (laughs)
0: Uh, I actually have one, which is uh, adding my travel to the airport. So the way I get to the airport, I take a tram and a train. Yeah. Okay. And the tram always lasts for X minutes and the train always lasts for X minutes um and so i actually have a shortcut that just asks me okay what time does the tram leave what time does the train leave and it sticks it in my travel calendar um which yeah because i always look it up but adding everything with the addresses and stuff so that it appears at the right thing and so that you know that you get the reminder to leave so that you actually get the tram instead of standing there going well that was the tram cool how do i get to the airport yeah
1: yeah, and another one I use is another Siri shortcut all the time is a lot of times I go on trips and uh, without my family, it's work related. And um, I like to just kind of keep my wife posted as to where I'm at and what's going on. And I have a real simple Siri shortcut called Here I Am. And all it's two steps. It goes into Siri shortcuts. It grabs my current location and it creates a text message because I only have one wife. It makes it really easy. I I create the text message, and it's already addressed to her, and it says, here I am, and it just drops my current address in. And it's like, when I get back to the hotel, I'll send it to her. And it's just one button. Um, I could even automate that, now that I think about if I want to, automate fi- firing that off. But it's just a nice way to kind of let her know how I'm doing. And then, like usually, when I get back to the room, is when her and I can get on the phone together, and then she doesn't call me until she gets that text message. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an example of something anybody can do. Everybody that's got an iOS device can uh, load up Siri shortcuts, two steps, find location, the next one is send a text message, and you're in. Yeah. Uh,
0: Another one which I use is in Find Friends, uh, which is built into iOS, um, is uh, the ability to either notify somebody when you get to a location or if you are stalking somebody, like this weekend I'm stalking David, uh, you can have it notify you when they get to a location. So David yesterday was on his way to the hotel from the airport and I just had it notify me when he was like a block away And I got a notification and was able to go down to the lobby and look like I've been sitting there for hours waiting for him. When actually I just got there like 30 seconds earlier.
1: Yeah, I I think the find friends is a great thing on trips, you know, like family or friends. Um, The first thing Rose and I did was we find friends for the duration of this trip and it makes it really easy to find each other. Yeah. Well, listen, we don't have much time left before, you know, the 10,000 people cycle out of here. Well, I actually I'd say it's more like 12,000 now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, I feel really bad for the next podcast because, I mean, how are they going a crowd like this? But we're the Automators. You can find us over at relay.fm slash automators, and uh, we'll be doing more coverage on travel-related tips later. Uh, I, I want to do one on my favorite luggage, the shampoo I use. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Rose is going to do a screencast on that really cool uh, OmniFocus uh, script, so we'll see that one, too. Yep. Thanks, everybody, for, uh, for hanging out with us today, and uh, we'll see you next time.
0: Yeah, thank you very much, and goodbye.
1: This episode of The Automators is brought to you by ExpressVPN, high-speed, secure, and anonymous VPN service. Get three months free with a one-year package. We've seen a lot in the media lately about online security breaches, so it's only natural to worry about where your data goes, especially when something as simple as sending an email can put your private information at risk. Chances are you're being tracked by social media sites, marketing companies, and possibly even your internet provider. And not only can they record your browsing history, they can also sell it to people who want to profit from your information. You can take back your privacy with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN works by securing and anonymizing your internet browsing. It encrypts your data and hides your public IP address. You can turn on ExpressVPN protection with just one click. The easy-to-use apps run seamlessly in the background of your computer, iPhone, and iPad, and it costs less than $7 a month. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRider. It even comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you've ever used public Wi-Fi and want to keep the bad guys away from your data, you need ExpressVPN. You know, as we get back from this trip that we just took, uh, Seattle has a lot of really great Wi-Fi. it uh, was something I was impressed with that city. Kind of makes sense because there's so much technology up there. But I still never feel comfortable getting on the Wi-Fi in a public place because it really does open you up to exposure to hackers. And Seattle is also full of really smart computer people. So maybe I don't want to do that. Well, I used ExpressVPN all throughout the trip. Anytime I wanted to go on Wi-Fi, I would just Push the button, ExpressVPN on my phone, on my iPad, or my Mac, and it just took care of it for me. It, it's really great having one of these services installed on your devices. So anytime you want to protect yourself, you can. Um, so I, I use it all the time, and I, I think it's a great idea. Honestly, in 2019, I think just about everybody should have a VPN service. Um, so protect your online activity today by going to expressvpn.com/automators. If you don't want your online history in the hands of your internet provider or data resellers, ExpressVPN is the answer. By going to expressvpn.com/automators, you get three months free with a one-year package. Once again, that is expressvpn.com/automators for three extra months free with a one-year package. And our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of the Automators and all of Relay FM.
0: Well, welcome back from Seattle, David. Yes, we're not, we're not a popcon anymore.
1: Yeah, it was sure Very nice strange. spending some time with you up there, though. We had a great time.
0: Yes, it was amazing, and we got to meet so many listeners as well. Thank you to everybody who came to that meetup.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the meetup, uh, just to give a quick summary, was amazing. We we had a bar booked for it, but so many people signed up that we were way beyond what we told the bar we were bringing, and uh, yeah. We were a little like worried triple about triple capacity. It. Yeah, we were a little worried about it. And you and I had the opportunity to go and check out the Omni Group's uh, kind of corporate headquarters, and um, and we were telling them about. It. And they said, "Oh, no problem. You can have it here. They have a a really great cafeteria area there at the Omni Group." And so um, we changed the location, and a lot of people showed up. We had we had a musical guest. I mean, yes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it it got a little bit crazy, and I think we accidentally set the bar insanely high. So uh, if you were at the meeting before, uh, then please don't expect that much awesomeness again, apart from, of course, David, because, you know, Sparky is awesome. Uh, But uh, yeah, it was great fun to meet everybody and to hear about all the different things that everybody's been automating as well, which is very inspiring.
1: And I got to introduce Rose to the American tradition of going to Target and loading up a cart for a party. Which was great
0: too. <laughs> yes, I've literally never done anything like that before in my life. So uh, yeah, kite was surprisingly manoeuvrable. So well done, we target. Like
1: there we go.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, we've already recorded half of this episode. So the first half of this episode, as you heard, was recorded live at Podcon, and uh, now we're home. We thought it would be good to just fill up the rest of the episode with some of that feedback that everybody's been sending us.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a while since we did feedback on the show, and, and there's quite a bit.
0: Well, it's been 10 episodes since we last did some feedback, and uh, that was episode 7 when we talked about the fact that the podcast was indeed a success. So uh, I thought we'd let you know that the podcast is still a success, and what other things you've told us? Hooray! <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, uh, yes. The first, the first thing I would say is you really need, if you haven't, you need to really head over to talk.automators.fm. It's a great community of uh, folks.
0: Yeah, everybody there is just extremely nice, uh, very welcoming. The, if you post a question, you've got no idea where to start. Like, you don't need to be worried just because A, everybody's really, really nice anyway, because that's the kind of listeners that we have lovely people. And B, you know, we're here to learn. Nobody's going to judge you or think, oh my gosh, this person's so silly. They didn't think to use shortcuts for this. That's not the case. You know, you can post something where you've got absolutely no idea and everybody will try and point you in the right direction. And if you're lucky, then some people might even just do the automation for you and say, you know, like, here's what it looks like when it's finished so you can implement it yourself, um, which is lovely. And if you've made automations, you're very welcome to share them as well. We would absolutely love to see more finished automations just being shared.
1: Well, we teased on the show. Um, I believe it was on the episode where we talked about Long Center Pro Eye Beacons and how huh. uh, we, at some point, we're going to do a show on it. I've got some, Rose has got some, and we've yeah. been both in playing with them. But of course, the listeners were not ready to wait for that. So there's a whole thread on this over at the uh, at the forum um silomer uh found usb eye beacons which look pretty nice uh, apparently the ones we talked about in the show are no longer available on amazon
0: no so uh, we're both using some by SU mode and it looks like you can still buy individual ones on amazon um but the packs of three or four may not be available at least they're not on amazon.com at the time of recording um if uh camel 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 is working, um, then you can use the website camel to track an Amazon uh listing and find out when it becomes available again or when it goes on sale. Uh, so you may want to try that there as we record. They are unfortunately having some server issues, but they should hopefully be back quite soon.
1: Yeah, and and honestly, the um it's kind of hacky to buy these things and set them up right now. Yeah, it is. And and like when we do the show, we're going to have to go through that in detail how you do it. But one of the things I was hoping is by the time we get around to doing that show, that there'll be somebody with a product out there that's a little more consumer friendly.
0: Well, we are keeping an eye out for that as well because of course, you know, everybody wants to uh, have good eye beacons and we're very much hoping that somebody out there, uh, a fellow nerd is going to get on with it and uh, create some of these. And as soon as we've got something like that, we will let you know. Yeah. Okay, uh, other feedback. Uh, scriptable. Uh, scriptable with uh, Simon Stovering was one of our episodes, and I'm very much hoping I
1: pronounced Simon's
0: surname correctly there. I,
1: I, do I not can see how sneakish. I let you do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's very sneaky, and I approve. That's fine. Uh, Simon, uh, who is lovely, and the Scriptable forums are in the automated forums, actually. Um, and somebody wrote a Scriptable script to identify car registration plates. Like, I think we've reached peak automation right there. Like, you can just take a photo of a car registration plate and Scriptable will identify it.
1: That's like, so crazy. Um,
0: I know, it's insane. Um, but if you're looking for examples of things that you can do with Scriptable, there are a lot of other less crazy ones in the forums, which people have shared, in- including this one. I'll make sure a link to this one is in the show notes um, so that everybody can find it and try and identify The one thing I didn't check is whether or not it identifies just US plates or also... Um, uh, uh, European plates as well. Well, now you have a homework we have a project. Format. Well, there we go. I mean, I don't drive, so I need to go like start taking photos of cars on the street and hope that people don't get upset. I don't know. We'll see.
1: Well, just tell them <laughs> you're part of the security state. It's all right.
0: Yeah, I'll just wear black head to toe and uh, try yeah. and look slightly terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know what security look like over here. I don't really see them that often.
1: I feel like if there was a Jane Bond, that you could probably pull it off.
0: Well, challenge accepted, uh, mm. if I ever get access. I don't, I think I travel too much for that kind of security clearance.
1: You you, you, <laughs> you definitely have, like, the gizmos for it, right?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I've you got could, like, all of the gadgets.
1: Exactly. Not only do you have the gadgets, you could script them better than, than James Bond ever could.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, I, I'll, I will give it a try.
1: Yeah. That's for sure. Now you just need how, <laughs> you have to figure out how to kill a man with, like, a light bulb or something. But, you know.
0: Well, I mean, I have a mirror which is also a battery pack, which also has a ring inside of it that lights up, so that you can check your makeup properly slash use it as a portable light in the hotel room where the uh, lamp is not positioned where you would like it to
1: be. What? So, I wait, wait a sh- second. Wait a second. You you have a mirror that's a USB battery?
0: Yeah, and oh, it's nice. got a light. I, I'll put a link to it in the show notes, just because everybody's gonna ask for me for that. So I'm literally looking it up right now. <laughs>
1: Oh man, uh, I, I think that's something my wife would really like.
0: It's something that a lot of like a lot of women quite like because it's it's quite large for a mirror. Yeah. And it's it's round and flat. Um but it's uh, very useful because it literally can do three things. Um and when I used to work so uh, along with, uh, it seems, quite a few people on the Relay Network. I used to work for Disney, and the the uh, apartments that they give you, uh, Disney and Paris, are pretty good. But the one thing that they do not have is a bedside lamp, which mm. means that when you go to turn off the lights at night, so you turn off the lights, and then suddenly you're by the front door in the dark. So I, I got this so that I could take it with me, uh, so that I could leave it like on the nightstand. Yeah. And then I would still be able to see and go back to bed, and then you can just turn it off.
1: Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, so on, uh, on filing, you know, we talked, uh, we talked about that on the show last time and, and there was a good question in the forum about, you know, how do you decide what tools you use for this stuff? And, um, um, quick, quick ads, quick ATB. I don't know if it's que cat B I don't know how uh, he or she pronounces it. But anyway, the question was, you know, how do you choose between automator, Alfred, keyboard maestro, Apple script? Hazel. I can think of a few more, you know, to yeah. to perform actions. And I think it really depends on, on what you're doing. You know, just a kind of a quick rundown, uh, tools like Spotlight, Automator, I'm sorry, Spotlight, Alfred, um, LaunchBar, those are tools that are allowing you to use your keyboard to do things on your Mac quickly. Uh, but they aren't really automation tools that much, although with Alfred and LaunchBar, there certainly are automation elements to them.
0: Definitely, Um, yeah.
1: You know, I think that um, AppleScript is like a whole nother level. It's something you need to learn and it's probably the most powerful tool on the Mac if you need to do stuff because it can talk to applications. Um, You know, Automator is like a level below AppleScript where it kind of does everything for you. It was the original idea of kind of build your own automation without coding. And then Keyboard Maestro to me is probably the starting point for most people that want to seriously take this stuff on because it does so many things
0: yeah um i mean personally i would say you know like if it's a difficult automation then use whatever you're most familiar with where if it's easy then maybe like that's a good opportunity to look at a tool that you would like to use that doesn't get enough use something like that just to you know help you balance out your automation skill set Um, but of course you have to pick a tool that's capable of doing the job. So the example in this particular case was to create 12 folders, uh, one for each month of the year, and the name should be the month name, uh, always a two digit one dash, and then the name of the month. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of ways that you can do that. And you can, of course, just do it by hand if you're, if you're really stuck, but you probably don't want to do that by hand every year. So, uh, yes, there's, there's a lot of options out there for all of these solutions naturally.
1: Yeah, on that specific question, you know, as it relates to a filing episode. I don't know if the listener was trying to make folders like to file invoice in a way in but, you know, uh, Hazel on uh, is really good for the filing piece of that because yeah. you can even tell Hazel, uh, look in that folder and sort it into a subfolder by month. Yeah. And if there isn't a subfolder for that month, create one when you do it. So, yeah. That's the ultimate automation where you don't even have to push the button to make it happen.
0: Yes, I mean in this case, I think it might have been that he needed the months in advance so that he could pre-file certain things. Because every so often, you're like, for example, occasionally I'll get my tax return in May, and I, you know, like the it comes here in June. Yeah. but Like the the amount that I'm getting back, I get told about it in in June, and so I like to post date that and stick that into the right folder. So every so often, you don't have the right folder already, and then you need it, um, and that's a little bit of a hassle. So perhaps to avoid that or something similar, but. Uh, Yes, especially filing, you can use all of the tools pretty much.
1: Yeah, and, and it's kind of like you're talking like a forty-three folder situation where you're oh, yeah. you're putting things into the future, and and in that case, you do need to create those folders. Um, yes. If I was going to give someone general advice about on their Mac, uh, getting automation going, um, I would, I think, I would say Hazel and Keyboard Maestro are probably the two best apps that. Anybody can use so long as they're willing to spend a little bit of time, kind of figuring out how they work.
0: I I would agree with that one hundred percent. I mean, Automator if if you if you're short on cash and you just want to get started, like Automator is free and it's 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 good. Um, but once you've got the ability to spend money, or you you realize that there's something that. You know, you need to do that automator can't do because automator is limited. Keyboard Maestro is definitely the next step up. You don't need to know how to program to do any of this. Uh it is, you know, the magic blocks, just like shortcuts. Um, though Keyboard Maestro does of course predate shortcuts or workflow. Um, and uh yeah, it, it's excellent. And and the developer Peter Lewis has Really invested in the application. He's got his own user forum as well, which I will link to in the show notes. Of course, you're very welcome to discuss Keyboard Maestro uh, items in our forums as well. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he's got a lot of resources out there for that.
1: I was just talking to a listener yesterday who um, is doing a Keyboard Maestro script to do uh, auto fill, you know, uh, form filling mails, you know, because there's really not many good solutions for mail merge. And, uh, and he's using Keyboard Maestro to mail merge emails and send them, even if you want. And I got thinking, you know, that, that's a great solution to a problem. Because quite often, there are weaknesses in the platform for one thing or another. And I, I think mail merge is one where the Mac isn't particularly good. I'm not that impressed with the way Microsoft uh, solutions do it. And, no. and with Keyboard Maestro, he was able to make a solution that basically works across his Mac. And um that's just one example of of solving a problem with that application.
0: Yes, well, if that user is listening, please do share that in the forums because I'd love to see it. And uh, there was a question at one point; somebody was trying to create a contract. Uh, it may have been in the map power users forum actually, um, or possibly automators, um, where they they wanted to create a contract and they wanted to use the contacts information to fill the the name of the person, and then they had different uh, information that had to go in depending on you know like which event the contract was for. Um, and it's like, you know, that sounds like a mail merge. So every if you're trying to generate documents, um, you know, this is the other end of filing, generating the documents to be filed. Uh, don't forget, mail merge is quite a powerful tool. And as you've just heard, Keyboard Maestro can even help you do that.
1: Yeah. And I've done a lot of that work over time because I use Keyboard Maestro for that type of stuff all the time. So, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get
0: there. Yeah. Yeah. We will be circling back to that for sure. So uh, yeah, we've got some other feedback in uh, completely miscellaneous feedback uh, because I'm not sure when we're going to get around to doing an episode on this and this is too good not to share. Um, when you set up a new computer, uh, you probably want a list of the applications on your old computer. This is assuming that you're either setting your current computer up from start, uh, up from scratch, or you're setting up a new computer and you don't want to just transfer everything over using something like Time Machine, Carbon Copy Cloner, etc., well, Burke on micro.blog shared this fabulous tip, which is you can use the terminal to get a list of all of the applications and save it into a text folder, or a text file, sorry. Um, and all you do is you open up Terminal on your Mac, and you don't need to know how it works, and you just type ls slash and then applications for your applications folder, and then you do a greater than symbol, and then you put in a file name and uh, a file extension. So, for example, newsystemapps.txt. Um, and, yeah, this will give you a list of all of your applications in a text file on your computer so that you can just grab that and use that when you're setting up a new machine. Um, and, uh, yeah, I thought that that was an excellent tip because that is automation. It's not as automated as just transferring everything via time machine, but there are times when you don't want to do that.
1: Yeah, it's really tough to cover terminal stuff on an audio podcast. Uh, yes. At some point, if we do a show on maybe terminal-based automation we will screencast the heck out of that one.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and uh, th- I will be putting a link to uh, Burke's uh, post in the show notes um, because he's got the terminal written at the terminal. He's got the commands written out for you there, so you can literally just copy paste it and use it. And uh, when I was looking at that, uh, JD uh, followed up with if you use Homebrew, you can also type brew leaves to get a list of all the packages installed, which I thought was extremely useful. So uh, thank you to JD and Burke on microblog yeah. for sharing this.
1: The um, Launch Center Pro NFC stickers, what are you doing with yours at this point?
0: Okay. Well, um, you remember we recently had an episode on time tracking? Yeah. Um, Well, time tracking, as I foresaw in that episode, has come to my workplace. Um, And we have to do it in a specific format in a specific system, etc. Basically, I'm saving CSV files onto my iPhone. Um, And so I'm using Launch Center Pro. So I just pick up my iPhone and I tap it on Sticker. And it runs a workflow. Or a shortcut rather that stop that runs two shortcuts. Okay, so we've talked before about uh, running multiple one one shortcut that does lots of other things. Yeah, uh, this is a shortcut that runs a stop timer shortcut and a start timer shortcut. So it stops the timer, asks me for a summary of what I did, um, and then uh, it starts a new timer. Um, and it's so useful. I love it. And I I literally just pick up my phone and I tap it on the sticker and everybody else is there trying to use like some clunky Windows program that they have to like times into and press spacebar to get it to autofill. Why doesn't it just autofill when you click into the box Um, and things like that. So I'm very, very happy with my solution. And it only took me about 20 minutes to build. So it's uh, definitely a proprietary system.
1: I'm actually currently taking a break from the toggle style timing of myself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm... It just, yeah, I I just find that my data quite often is bad because it is hard for me to remember to push the button, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, But the, uh, and and honestly, I don't need it at all times. I feel like I don't need that data at all times. I I do it once in a while for a couple of weeks just to kind of check in and see how things are going. And I spend a lot of my work time at my Mac where timing is actually always tracking for me. And I I do get those reports. Yeah. Um, but right now, I'm taking a little break from it. Um, but, but either way, you know, I, I'm sure I'll be back and and trying it again at some point. I, I learn things every time I do it, but I, I just don't know that the the investment of time to try and kind of track the mental overhead of that makes sense for me right now. And it's weird for me because I do so many different things. Uh, yeah. I I find myself throwing timers all day when I'm when I'm trying to do it through that, even with the automation help.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, all I do in in Toggle uh, for work is I literally just track the time that I clock in and the time that I clock out. And uh, until I started this podcast, I was commuting, even though I'd already been home for 10 minutes. So, yeah, uh, if, you're, if you've been trying to track time and you realize that you're not perfect, that's okay. That means that you're normal, yeah, like everybody else, <laughs> just and, like
1: us. And on that note, we've heard from a lot of people because we've been talking about an app that's not out, which, uh, you know, we're not supposed to really do that, I guess. But Timery, which is the app that's come up several times, people are saying, Hey, when's that coming out? Because if you are using Toggle, to track time, this app is going to make it so much easier. and It is. And all I can say is the betas are closer and closer. I think that we're not far.
0: Um, And I will say, uh, the Automators Twitter account, it doesn't tweet much. It tweets when new episodes come out. It makes sure that you get a link to the the forum thread and links to any YouTube videos that are there. Um, But it will be tweeting when this app releases. So if you're not following at AutomatorsFM on Twitter, Please do so if you, well, whether or not you want to hear about Timer, because it will be a one time tweet, uh, which David and I will, of course, be tweeting as well uh, from our accounts. But uh, yeah, that will be a, an easy way to get uh, poked when it's released if you are looking for an automated way to do so.
1: I'll tell you my favorite feedback we've gotten since we started this show is from all the people who write us to say, hey, they thought this stuff was not something they could do. But, you know, listening to the show, watching the screencasts, they're finding themselves doing it. And, it's an interesting muscle to develop because once you realize you have the power to automate something, even if you've never been a programmer, or even if you don't know AppleScript and Perl and all these other things, um, with the tools we talk about on the show, there's a lot you can automate. And I just love hearing from people who have been empowered by what we've been doing. And And thanks. And and you guys feed us as well when you tell us about the great stuff you're doing.
0: Yes, uh, it is extremely exciting to hear whenever somebody was like i don't know i don't know what i'm doing but look i did this thing and it works and it does what i want yes this this makes me happy
1: it's funny once you realize that you can do that you start seeing all sorts of opportunities
0: oh yeah yeah so if you're just listening to this podcast and you're thinking like maybe one day try doing something today or if you're very busy today then tomorrow but try something very soon because it's Great fun. And once you see what you can accomplish, it really will feed into this wonderful little feedback loop of success and positivity.
1: Well, on that note, I think we'll wrap this episode up. We've got a great guest lined up in a couple of weeks. Thanks to our sponsor, ExpressVPN. Uh, we're The Automators. You can find us over at relay.fm slash automators. You can check out our forums at talk.automators.fm. Uh, you can find Rose over at rosemaryorsher.com. Correct. That's right. I always think it's org, Rose. I don't know why. I can't remember. You can find me over at maxbarkey.com. And uh, we'll see you in two weeks.
0: Yes. Looking forward to talking to everybody again then.